Welcome to With Liz. We dredge the internet for posts you'd share with your friends. I'm your host, Katie Bauer. We're here this week with Liz. That's right. I'm the Liz you're all here with. My pronouns are she, they. I'm a former hairstylist, so you know I have opinions for days, and a creative writing wrap about making the most of life at home with a toddler. Happy Mother's Day to all mothers and mom figures, those who've lost moms, those who hope to be moms. Happy Mother's Day. I wished my mom a happy Mother's Day, and she replied, you're welcome. You slid right out. So, happy Mother's Day. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day to you too, Liz. I... I can't. Hey, Mary, you got me again. Speechless. I'm going to throw that in my back pocket for uh, 30 years from now. Send it to Ada. <laughs> You're Not welcome. Isaac, though. You slid right out. I hate it. <laughs> so people listening now, uh, it isn't Mother's Day when you listen to this. <laughs> Because we've done a whole bunch of recording ahead of time. But go ahead. You can save this and come back to it next year for Mother's Day. You're welcome again. Yeah, you're welcome again. It's an advanced present we were thinking of you. Mm -hmm. Because we're moms and that's what we do. God, Always thinking of others. All the presents. (sighs) Liz, enough about the mental load that I carry on a daily basis. (laughs) I come to you with something your husband sent in. And he was dead on assignment last week we said we wanted failed pet stories three points if it's bird ownership he picked this out of our interesting as fuck the title is los angeles herald volume 37 number 123 the first of february 1910 i'm going to save you the title of the article very loudly because I like it. Okay, I'm going to try not to laugh over it. Duck full of yeast explodes. Man loses eye. <laughs> Des Moines, January 31st. Ramadunth. Ramadunth. Whatever the hell this duck's name is. It's too many <laughs> syllables. A prize winning duck at the recent poultry show is no more having exploded into several hundred bits, one of which struck Silas Perkins in the eye, destroying the site. The cause of the explosion was the eating of yeast, which was placed on a pan upon the back porch and tempted the duck ship, which was walking by on its morning stroll. Upon returning from church, Mr. Perkins discovered his prize duck in a somewhat loggy condition. Tail-tail marks around the pan of yeast gave him his clue. He was about to pick up the bird when the ladder quacked and exploded with a loud report. And Mr. Perkins ran into the house holding both hands over one eye. A surgeon was called, who found that the eyeball had been penetrated by a fragment of flying duck. And gave no hope for saving the optic. I've never owned a bird. And I (laughs) didn't know the rule about yeasts. I didn't either because I was a shitty fucking bird owner. (laughs) (laughs) They don't mix. They don't mix. (laughs) It's like the same reason that you shouldn't give bird. We don't throw rice anymore because like a bird can't burp. Yeah. They just explode. (laughs) Take out your eye. (laughs) (laughs) Wounded by duck meat shrapnel. (laughs) Can you imagine? 
I, there's so many parts of this that I love. My favorite <laughs> is you went to pick up the bird and the later quacked and exploded with a loud report. <laughs> 1910, you you got it. You got it real good. Although you did spell clue as C-L-E-W, which broke my brain for oh. a moment. Yeah. Well, it really should be spelled like that. Let's be real. I've spent clue. <laughs> 34 years of my life trying to learn how to read English. You can't just change it to make sense now. <laughs> English is the worst. Radamanthus, the prize-winning Radamanthus, duck. Radamanthus, the prize-winning duck. Radamanthus, Esquire. <laughs> Duck ship. His lordship Radamanthus of the second quack order. Esquire. Commandant. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Now I just see a duck in a silly sea hat. <laughs> Wait, is that a Commodore? Oh no. Uh, yeah, I think that's a Commodore. Sure. To all of our faithful listeners of... Uh, a dozen. Uh, send us, <laughs> send us all those terrible pet ownership stories and pet names if you have a good one. No, there's a ground rule. If you're going to give us your pet's name, you have to give us a picture. Yes. Oh, I am a receptionist for a dog grooming company owned by our mutual friend Lucy. Shout out to Comfort Clips. Anywho, one of the most recent great names that I had to schedule was Polly. And uh, these people own bees, so it is short for pollinator. It is also a doodle. Oh, God. So I thought it was Polly Wally Doodle, and I asked them. (laughs) They thought it was very funny. So now she's in the book says, Polly, parentheses, the pollinator, close parentheses, Wally Doodle. (laughs) So... Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> I had a hand in that nonsense. You're welcome. You're welcome. Our notes are always very professional, <laughs> never ridiculous. <laughs> My sister Amy worked as a vet tech, and that was what drove her to name her cat Princess Baby Kitty. Oh my god! She wanted people to just call Princess Baby Kitty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes it'd be shortened to Baby Kitty, but usually it's Princess Baby Kitty. Princess Baby Kitty. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like Real that f- a lot. We're going to play the new game I have. <gasps> oh, wow. So the premise for this game is that we have both said that we are married to the male version of each other. Uh-oh. <laughs> On that note, I know you guys both have um, Toilet Tag, and you gave us a copy. It's a great game. And I want to see your answers and compare them to my spouses. For those who don't know, Toilet Tag is this really fun game to play with your partner if you live together. And it's a different question on every page and you write down your answers for the other to read the next time they use the toilet. And then they tag you, (laughs) et cetera. And Katie gifted it to me and Chris uh, a couple years ago. Okay, so I know you won't have the same answer as Chris here, but I feel like it's appropriate given we just talked about pets. So what's your porn star name? Name of the street you grew up on and the name of your first pet. And I don't think that you'll be able to beat Chris's. Mine is Morticia Maine. So I'm going to disqualify Hannibal because my parents had the dog before me. So that means first pet is Shadow, who was a bunny. And our first street that we lived on in Okinawa was Bong Street. Shadow Bong. Shadow Bong. Uh, named after General Bong, in case anybody was 
real confused. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> um. <laughs> what in the world else could you be talking about? Surely General Bong. Of course. Chris is, is Dry Ridge Boomer. <laughs> or sorry, it would be bro- Boomer Dry Ridge. I don't want to watch the porn that person is in. <laughs> I know. He followed that up with ellipses. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Unless the title of the porn that they're starring in is called, like, Lube Mania, I'm out. Lubapalooza, yeah. Lubapalooza, perfect. (laughs) (laughs) If your partner was a Disney prince or princess, which one would they be and why? All right, if Cameron was a Disney prince or princess, which one would he be and why? Um, hmm, hmm. Oh, Sleeping Beauty, because that boy can sleep through anything. That makes me so (laughs) fucking mad. (laughs) You just assault him with your mouth to wake him up? Yeah. That's the only way. (laughs) (laughs) And I've yet to have any complaints. Assault is funny. Sorry, that was a terrible joke. Well, Chris said Belle. Oh, well, that's your bookish. Bookish. And French. (laughs) Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait, wait. He also said I'm selfless, and I don't know if I agree with that. Is Belle selfless? She trades her captivity for the release of her father. That's fine. I do think you're selfless. I'm not sold on Bill. What was your partner's dream job when they were in middle school and what happened? Huh. I, Cameron just wanted to be his dad, which he basically is. So everything went according to plan. <laughs> wow. Good for him. Including the like never wearing clothes around the house. <laughs> it's a big window into both Cameron Bowers' life and Scott Bowers as well. You're welcome, Scott. See, I married a never nude. <laughs> the back of his thighs are a mystery to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chris wrote crippled puppeteer. I was gonna say, uh, yours definitely had something with uh having some sort of physical <laughs> ailment of some sort. And the reason why I'm not a crippled puppeteer is reality. <laughs> I saw John Malkovich. That really sold me on not being a puppeteer. <laughs> but the crippled part, you know, that's just good fortune. To clarify, Chris and I are not ableist. And I'm sorry he used that word. He used it because when I was a child, I really was into mobility aids. And I can discuss that on another episode, perhaps an ADD story time. I, I just want to say it it's so prevalent that sometimes when I'm driving around and there is a wheelchair just sitting out like for trash day, I'm like, oh, I should get that for Liz. <laughs> it's just a, it's a passing thought. It's not anything I've ever stopped and gotten it, but I think about it. I think about it. I, I told my local friend group about it. Like I waited like four years until I told everyone because I wanted to make sure they weren't going anywhere. Now in our group chat, whenever they see a wheelchair, that's unoccupied yeah we're gonna keep it classy here unoccupied wheelchairs only unoccupied they send a picture of it to me yeah like i said i'll uh explain that one (laughs) on Uh, a later episode i was gonna say uh i wanted to be the first female president of the united states Mm -hmm. um still possible except for my raging atheistic beliefs and loose morals that i don't try to cover up (laughs) loose morals according to who though according to i don't know the religious right like like 
According to the Puritans. Puritans, uh, they just secret freaky deaky. It's fine. They're fine <laughs> if you're secret freaky deaky. You can't be out there freaky deaky. You can't want to blow Shrek and also be president. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You can't want to blow Shrek and say it out loud and be president. <laughs> I don't know. You could pick two. It'd be like some people have said much worse. We're still president. Oh man. Womp womp. <laughs> okay. You're now a conjoined twin. Besides your partner, who would you want to be attached to? Hmm. Henry Winkler. I'm gonna go back to this. Henry Winkler just okay. seems like a solid dude. Chris said, I don't know, Bob Ross, someone chill and positive. Hey, I want someone chill and positive. <laughs> I said you. <laughs> I think we might murder each other. <laughs> I, would, I would have to start like feigning that I was losing my hearing at certain times. Like, I'm sorry. It's I can't hear you. It's you know, but wax buildup. I don't know. I love you. This is not a comment on how much you talk because I clearly am here for it because I'm doing a podcast with you. <laughs> but I also like my quiet time. I could be quiet for you if we were stuck together. <laughs> Just give me boundaries and I will respect them. <laughs> to be fair, this is very similar to Cameron. In that, like, well, Just put your headphones on and I'll know to shut up. Yup. And literally, he'll still talk to me and I'll have to be like, no, noise canceling is on. I cannot hear you. <sighs> so yeah, really high quality noise canceling headphones and sure, I'm there. We can, we can conjoin. <laughs> We'd figure something. We'd figure something out. Figure something out. It's fine. If you could tell your 18-year-old self three things the day before starting college, what would they be? Oh, God. Oh, God. Hey, how about you go see a psychiatrist right now and maybe just talk about the major depressive disorder that's gone untreated for the past four years? Just real quick. Well, butrin is a hell of a drug. You're going to love it. Uh, <laughs> a lot of information for one guy. <laughs> sex won't make people like you but it sure is a lot of fun <laughs> and stop obsessing about whether people like you when people are meant to be in your life they stick around because they like you not because you have to convince them that they should like you that's good thank you that's solid on the same vein as that Chris said, don't try to force. Cool. <laughs> You'll be fine as yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, drink water throughout the night, not just before bed. <laughs> Pro tip. <laughs> Sorry, throughout the day and night, oh, ooh, not oh, just before bed. Uh-huh. And then his last one is a shout out to Kyle Wanzer, our mutual friend's Kyle. older brother. Uh, listen to Jay Wanzer when he mentions Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> and what he told you. Never forget the words of Jay. <laughs> the wise Jay Wands. <laughs> the prophet Jay Wands. The prophet Jay Wands who t sits atop a tree in Oxford. <laughs> And every once in a while it just goes, hey, you heard a you heard a black shit? <laughs> Dogecoin. <laughs> Liz, what would you say to your 18-year-old uh, self? I said, <clears throat> um, I cheated and I said four things. 
I said, set a study schedule for every day that's manageable. <laughs> That took way too long to figure out. Uh, Eat right, sleep more, drink less alcohol and more water. My third one is don't worry so much about what others think. And then my fourth one is spend more time with your family. (laughs) Oh, that's... I'm going to say that. Because your bro- brother and dad aren't going to be around for as long as you think they are. I would have told 18-year-old Katie the exact opposite. <laughs> Spend less time Spend with your family. less time. They want you to come home for breaks. Don't go home for breaks. Find some place to live. A trailer, maybe under a bridge. You'll be fine. Literally anyway. Literally. Don't go home for Christmas when you're when you're 20. Don't do it. Don't go home. Just stay, stay in Oxford. <laughs> Never leave Oxford. Sorry for anyone that... <laughs> Doesn't nothing know. bad happens in Oxford. Everything about my details of my life. My parents announced that they were getting a divorce the day after Christmas when I was twenty. <laughs> it was a unfortunate time. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, we we so across the board. Just hi, youths. Thanks for listening. Still, you're one of twelve, right? <laughs> Don't worry about being cool. That's it. That's that's all yeah. we have to say. What TV show or movie do you want to live in or be a character in? I'm going to steal this because this was a question that came up uh, when I was listening to Dungeons and Daddies, which is a fantastic D&D podcast. Not a BDSM podcast. Not a BDSM, sometimes a BDSM podcast. (laughs) That one episode. (laughs) It would either be, and these are both bear-based realities, so it's either going to be Winnie the Pooh, I'm going to live in the Hundred Acre Woods, or it's Paddington. Okay. That kind of bear. Okay. What? <laughs> I just want what? to live in a big community of bears. <laughs> you like big kind. dudes. Oh, big. <laughs> I, solid, bald and bearded. Solid Big dude. bald and bearded dudes. Yeah, but a bear is not into me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to be gay to be a bear? A bear? A bear? I don't. I've always, can't, I've always associated can't it. it with the gay community, so... Well, yeah, but I feel like you can be a just a, a bear also. I think that's just not... that's just called a middle aged man when you're straight. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you to our Midwest lady talk. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys kinda match up here, actually. Oh. Is it also bear based? <laughs> it's not well, there's a bear in this ensemble cast. He said he would want to be a human guest on the Muppet show. <laughs> I immediately changed my answer. I want to be a human on the Muppet Show. <laughs> What's your answer, Liz? You guys are the same person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sabrina the Teenage Witch for the powers. Ah, of course. And you get to hang out with Salem. I think I just like uh-huh. tiny furry creatures that talk to me. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah. I know you were watching the uh, Muppet movie, both the original mm-hmm. and the 2011 mm-hmm. one. My life is puppets and always will be. Liz? Are you a Muppet of a man or a very manly Muppet? (laughs) I think I'm a very manly Muppet. That's funny because I think I'm a Muppet of a man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I told Chris he was a Muppet of a man. (laughs) (laughs) To which he was like, no, I'm a manly Muppet. (laughs) No, Chris, join us. We are the same. We are one. He 
He thinks Muppet of a Man is a bad thing, and I don't think it's a bad thing. If Jason Siegel is a Muppet of a Man, it can't be a bad thing. <laughs> Shout out to this movie that came out more than a decade ago that I still have very strong feelings about. If you could ask the president any three questions, what would they be? Has to be this president. If you could ask the president. Fine. So yes, I think it has to be this president Fine. currently in office, <laughs> Joe Biden. All right, Mr. President, because I respect the office. Why didn't you run in 2016? What were you thinking? Do you not love us? Do you not care about us? This is more me yelling at you than asking a question, but I say a but. <laughs> Two, do you miss the Senate? It's a legitimate thing where he really just seemed at home in the Senate. He loved it very much. Three, just real quick. Aliens are real though, right? 100%? They work for the government? 100%? GPS is because of aliens, 100%. <laughs> Chris's first question is, is is there any actual alien UFO classified info? What up? Yeah, I also asked about aliens. <laughs> um, <laughs> his second question is, how accurate is the show Veep? From everything I've heard from actual, like, political... <laughs> Very accurate. Like the, everyone wants to believe that we're in West Wing, but we're not. We're in Veep, my friend. It's Veep. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and his third question is: Have you ever met another world leader with terrible breath? I would say the chances of that are high. Yeah. Because it's Mother's Day. I wanted to bring up a book from my childhood that meant a lot to me then, and that after having kids meant even more. It is something. That's going to lead to a post, but first I'm going to be all vulnerable and squishy. <laughs> what I'm known for. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite books growing up was Runaway Bunny by Margaret Wise Brown. And most people will know Margaret Wise Brown for Goodnight Moon, which as an adult, I learned that's actually a book that's supposed to teach kids object permanence. So cool. Yeah. yeah right? <laughs> that is cool. Runaway Bunny, when I was a kid, for anyone that hasn't read it, go read it. The art is beautiful by Clement Hurd, uh, and the writing is great. But it is a little bunny who is trying to run away from his mother bunny. And he keeps saying that he's going to run away and be a rock on the mountain. She's going to be a mountain climber and find her. He's going to be a crocus in a hidden garden. She's going to become a gardener and find him. The one that always made my heart sore was he was going to become a bird and fly away. And she was going to become a tree that he came home to. And the illustration is gorgeous. And if I ever just buckle down and get a tattoo, that's what it's going to be. <laughs> of the bird bunny and the bush bunny. I have read this book to my children no fewer than a million times. And I will do it happily every single time. And I will start to tear up every single time. Because as a kid, I identified with the bunny that I just didn't know where I was supposed to be, but it didn't feel like here. Yeah. I'm only putting that into context as an adult now of like what that meant. And as an adult, all I want to be is the tree. Yeah. I want to be the bunny bush. My kids don't have to come back to me, but I want them to. You want them to want to. Yes. Yes. And they will want to. Well, we'll see how I fuck them up in their uh, middle school I years. I mean, everybody does in some way, but... Uh... I really think you're doing a great job. I'm not here for your uh, pity compliments. <laughs> They're not pity compliments. I really think you're doing a good job. That's why you wear my pregnancy Sherpa. Uh, that's just because I tell pregnancy horrors as they are. Yeah. So that being said, 
one of my favorite books i think has deep context that maybe i read too much into because i was a creative writing major uh <laughs> i don't think you read too much into it it's, it's it's about unconditional love and when kids test you that you'll be there for them no matter what that being said leading up to mother's day cameron my husband knows that i have a fond affinity for the book he sent me a post from our old school cool which makes me like the book even more. I have just the headline and then we can discuss. And then I have a further down comment, which is my heart sings. Margaret Wise <laughs> Brown, author of 1947's children's book, Good Night Moon, blew all her money on travel and Chrysler convertibles, wore wolf skin coats, and was preoccupied with dream interpretation and had toured affairs with men and women. Hell yes. I have one issue with this. I don't think she blew her money. I think she lived the damn thing. Yeah. Lived life to the fucking fullest. Yeah. That's not a waste of money. No. You don't get to take it with you. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta spend cash while you can. Gotta smash while you can. Men and women all Wear day. wolf Let's skin go. while you wolf can. Skin. Wolf skin. <laughs> hey, youths, I'm back at you. Uh, can you remix that to make it sound like we meant for it to sound cool? Thank you. What do you mean that didn't sound cool? It was obviously cool. It was so cool. It was, yeah. It's just like 50 years from now, someone's going to discover it and be like, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just too. <laughs> what do you mean that our beats weren't fresh? We worked on those for <laughs> hours. <laughs> What's drippy mean? What does it mean? <laughs> that song slapped. I don't care what anyone says. And it's a bop. Yeah, I was going to say. I am very fond of calling songs a bop. <laughs> I love saying shit slaps. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I will never stop. Pry it from my cold. I'll never dead stop hands. liking that. <laughs> <laughs> so just in case, uh, Margaret Wise Brown, both a brilliant author who can contextualize object permanence and also uh, unconditional love in simple stories and just be someone who is constantly in my thoughts. Not as if she wasn't cool enough already. I'm mm -hmm. going to read to you about how she died because she was pretty young. In 1952, Brown met James Stillman, quote unquote, Pebble Rockefeller Jr. at a party. They became engaged. Later that year, while on a book tour in Nice, France, you see how I didn't say nice? You're welcome. Mm -hmm. She died at age 42 of an embolism shortly after having surgery for a ruptured appendix. She was kicking her leg up to show her nurses how well she felt. <laughs> this caused a blood clot that formed in her leg to dislodge and travel to her heart. Oh my god. Tragic, but also Bitch, get it, because that is 100% something I would do. I'd be like, no, I want to leave here. Look, I'm kicking my legs. Kicking my legs, I must be all better. Fucking discharge me. I she need my wolf Sally O'Malley'd herself off, <laughs> off the mortal coil. Give me my wolf skin coat, send my several lovers in of varying genders, and let me fucking go. I need to kick, stretch. And kick. But she wasn't even 50. Oh, yeah. But I would like to say that that is... That is fucking epic. That is going out as you lived. 
Let's Take pour it. one out for Margaret Weiss Brown. Jesus Christ. Weiss Brown, you are icon. I don't have any <laughs> tattoos. I am a 37-year-old millennial with no tattoos. <laughs> I have always thought about getting the bird bunny and the bush bunny and like this makes me need to do it. Liz, I have to find an artist. <laughs> it has to happen now. Before you're 38. <laughs> Before the sun sets on your 38th year on this planet, you must have something. And I will find a... To memorialize. A faux skin coat to wear out. MWB. And kiss anyone I see that consents. (laughs) (laughs) I at least have a dream journal. (laughs) I do too, actually. So we're halfway there. Bisexual. Check. Dream check. 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 I've decided to start a new cult. It's around the Weiss Brownians. They call us the Margies for short. You have to be bisexual to join. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't have to be. But you get to be in the upper echelon. At least curious. Would you kiss someone of the same gender? Dope. You're in. We won't do yoga. We'll do the can-can. High kicks. High kicks. How do we show Margaret that we live? We kick. We show her with the can-can. We kick. That was my moment of vulnerability, but also just so fucking awesome. (laughs) This is really fucking cool. (laughs) This has now become a Margaret Weiss Brown stand podcast. Give me a game, Liz. Okay. We'll talk about Margaret Weiss Brown forever. (laughs) Here's a question. Okay. Is it a game if I I have like a... A real head scratcher. Oh, okay. It's not a would you rather. It's not a fuck, Mary kill. It's a puzzle corner. I saw this in a TikTok and it really got me thinking. Does Lightning McQueen need health insurance or auto insurance? Trick question. It's America, so he's only required to have auto insurance. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Moving her head back and forth and her hand went up and there's a lot of I'm, eye darting. I am speechless. <laughs> that was the most concise answer I got. I created a, a poll in my local friend's chat and pretty much everyone said auto insurance. One of them said he needs a home health and auto bundle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like it. (laughs) That was Noah. Who said that? What's up, Noah? Thanks, Noah. I thought it was funny. It was very funny. Okay. I'm sorry. That was apparently just a full stop because I... (laughs) Yeah, you broke my brain with that. Like, (laughs) you had an answer ready to go and it was a good one. Thank you. I'm smart. My glasses tell you that. Uh Uh-huh. So, would you rather... This is one that Chris and I talked about a lot just before this episode so would you rather sneeze for 15 minutes straight every day to clarify you don't know when it's gonna happen okay but you know every day you're gonna sneeze for 15 minutes straight okay or sneeze once every 15 minutes during waking hours 15 minutes straight why (sighs) i'm going to get graphic my pelvic floor (laughs) is fine I, for most of my life, have just done kegels when I'm bored. It's a very strange thing that I learned no one else does. However, (laughs) after 
two children. <laughs> the only time I can't predict a little squirt of pee <laughs> is sneezing. It doesn't happen a lot. Doesn't happen often. But if I could plan for like, ah, this is the 15 minutes where I'm going to sneeze. I can get to, I can have my backup panties. I can get to a potty. Sorry. I can get to a toilet because I'm an adult. <laughs> and just chill out there for 15 minutes. Here's the thing though. Mm-hmm. I don't think you'd be able to have a license to drive a vehicle if you had this disability. Who's snitching? The DMV about my inability to drive while I sneeze straight for 15 minutes. Who's the snitch? <laughs> Who is this? You would put yourself behind the wheel of a motor vehicle knowing full well that every day for 15 minutes a day, you are going to have an uncontrollable sneezing fit. You're going to take, you're going to gamble with your life and others. You're so yes. irresponsible, Katie. Yes. I'm saying yes, because... Have you had a sneezing fit while driving? There is that little bit of respite where, like, you can get over. Never. You can turn. That lasted 15 minutes. But that's my point is that, like, there is enough of a time in between the sneezes that you'll be able to be like, I need to pull over. This is the 15 minutes. Mm. My sneezes are so violent. I don't know. And I'm always caught off guard by them. Oh, I stifle mine. So it's a lot of, like. Yeah, mine are just screaming and (laughs) just snot everywhere it's not pretty kind of like when i vomit there's a lot of screaming there too (laughs) chris chris also said sneeps for 15 minutes straight once every day but he usually gets nosebleeds if he's sneezing a lot so he's gonna have to have a bucket nearby at all times because i just can't imagine the havoc a 15 minute sneezing fit every day would do on his nasal capillaries. He knows the uh, tampon trick for nosebleeds, right? Yeah. Okay, we yeah, just get does. him a jumbo pack. He's fine. Okay. Wouldn't the blood just come out the mouth then? A tampon is sneezing. absorbent. Wouldn't- no, you gotta wait till the end. You, 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 you're right. The bucket is for during. The bucket. I think I'm a once every 15 minutes person. Oh, so you got that good, good pelvic floor after having a child. Good for you. Yeah. And I don't do kegels whenever I'm bored. I do do them fairly frequently, though. Good for you. Yeah. I have good reports yeah. on my pelvic floor. Yes, do I. Um, anyway. <laughs> filthy women. Filthy. Um, you know, I like those ladies. They're very funny, but uh, so crass. It's not even half of it. <laughs> Would you rather all dogs try to attack you? Or all birds. Birds. When they see you. Birds. Dogs are friends. <laughs> I would be so upset if every dog I saw tried to attack yeah. me. I'd be like, that would be a very sad world. No puppy. No. Yeah. I want to yeah. squeeze. Agreed. No attacking dogs. Birds. I don't want to live in a world where dogs attack Fine. Me. I'm Tippy fucking Hedron. Go for it, birds. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of hawks that live in my neighborhood, though. That's going to be unfortunate. Or, or the turkeys that show up in my backyard. Not, not so excited. Or the exploding ducks. Or exploding ducks, yes. Exploding ducks are basically suicide bombers in this scenario. <gasps> they really are, yeah. Oh my, don't leave your yeast inside. For the ducks. Mm-mm. For the ducks' sake. <laughs> to save me from the exploding ducks. <laughs> well, maybe we want to leave the yeast outside for the birds. Mm. it's like a circle of salt 
for witches. Yeah. But instead, exactly. circle of yeast for birds. Exactly. Mm. Except the birds can fly over the circle. So. Yeah. Okay. I'll rethink my bird strategies. Little yeast, yeast balloons. <laughs> you remember how fun water balloons are? Have you heard of yeast balloons? <laughs> oh, so your mom has been packing up her house. I now have to tell yes. you the story of my dad and his wife are preparing to move for retirement uh-huh. to North Carolina. No, this is this is very John Voss. This is not Mary. So take a deep breath. Huh. Very okay, different. Good. So my dad sends me a text that says, hey, we're cleaning stuff out. Do you want any of this? And then he sends a video with the slowest pan <laughs> across many D&D books. <gasps> but not like not like just D&D books. These are his original D&D books from the 70s. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So, did you say yes, I will take all of them? Yes. Of, well, I showed it to Cameron first because I was like, hello, would you like? And he's like, I will have eight players' handbooks and I don't have a full thieves' guild. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he's like, mostly I want them because they're old and they look good. And I was like, yeah, they look really dope as shit. The D&D things were laid out very literally and you can see each individual one. And then he was like, oh, and also I have a whole bunch of Lord of the Rings and Hobbit things. And he just sent me a picture of a Rubbermaid box that is clearly full. <laughs> he's like, you want these? And I was like, yep, send them on, daddy. I'm raising the next oh round of nerds. Gotta have this on hand. Oh my god. I feel like this is gonna be Chris's legacy. <laughs> Should he get some pointers from uh, Jehovah? Just real quick. Yes. Yes. <laughs> He'll take all the pointers when it comes to nerd shit. <laughs> I'm now the proud owner of two full boxes worth of gardening books that I didn't have the heart to say no to even though all the information is available on the internet. You didn't just immediately drive by a half-price books and just drop it off and be like, you don't need to pay me, bye! They may go there eventually. I don't know. It's just like, it's a little harder because like, they were mostly my dad's. I do want to learn gardening. Are there ones that are like, especially visually pretty? Yeah, there are. Then I would say Marie Kondo that. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I... I go into organizing <sighs> mode because my mother was a borderline hoarder. Yeah, I went through a yesterday when I was helping my mom pack again. There was a duffel bag full of my brother's possessions oh. still in the garage. We always keep finding these like little landmines of will things for the listeners. My brother passed away by suicide in 2013. While he was alive, we were very close. And so it's pretty painful to come across those. Yeah, that was the first thing I went through, and that kind of set the tone for the day. And yeah, I really hope there aren't much, many, many more of those because I don't, I don't know if both of us can handle that. But I'm sorry, dude. It's cool. Thank you. It's I not did. cool, but I'm still. Yeah, I'm giving yeah. you an air hug. The thing, the thing that broke me was I found his um, tin from when we were children that he kept his tooth fairy money in which was my dad's old coin collection and my mom said that she got that tin for him when they went to the zoo when he was two years old and that of course made me think of my little two-year-old and (sighs) yeah it being a parent changes so much about 
how you perceive your childhood and your family and mm-hmm. a lot of it I think I've given my parents more grace because yeah <laughs> my dad even said to me like he sent me the meme I'm still looking for a more adult person to turn to in hard times I'm looking for the adultier adult and I'm like uh-huh. yeah dad I know but like <laughs> you're supposed to be that <laughs> You're telling me that never happens? <laughs> You're saying this just keeps going? <laughs> yeah. My mom did say, she texted me after that, thanking me for the help, and said that she felt like she should be reported for emotional abuse for what I went through just opening the bag because I cried so much. <laughs> <laughs> but I hadn't had a good cry about it in a long time, so it was actually like, it was necessary. Yeah. Flushes out the system. Yeah. yeah. This is the most fun uh, comedy podcast I've ever listened to. Yeah. We keep it light here. Hey, Liz, do you have a fuck, Mary and kill? Because usually it's funny you I all do. fucking marry and kill. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. What's not funny about suicide, Katie? Uh, as I've heard in a song, suicide is painless and it brings on many changes. I've watched a lot of MASH. What's not funny about still being sad about losing your brother and lifelong friend after 10 years? I'm going to be sad for the rest of my life. It's fine. That's how grief works, yeah. Oh, here, this is related. How is Robin Williams. <laughs> Robin Williams characters. I hate you. I just real quick want to just break down in my mind. She went, this is related. I was like, how the fuck could it be related? And then she just went, Robin and I was gone. Mental health problems aren't funny. But if we don't laugh about them. But we don't laugh at it. We're just going to cry. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we'll laugh and cry. Let's be fair. We'll laugh and cry. Yes. <laughs> Being able to find humor in very dark places is what's uh, kept me afloat many times. And that is why we are friends. Because that is my primary coping mechanism. I am constantly trying to make my therapists like me by joking about the dark shit. Yeah. It's it's like a fucking uh, Saturday Night Live monologue. (laughs) But anyway... So Robin Williams characters. This one comes from Ikea Katie. What's up, Ikea Katie? Ikea Katie. <laughs> Dope name. <laughs> That's how uh, Chris and I differentiate between the two of you. You're, of course, K-Bobo. <laughs> Sometimes people refer to me as a BBB. Big Boo Bauer. Big Boo Bauer. <laughs> Big Boo Bauer. So this is from Ikea Katie. She gave me the options of Mork. From Mork and Mindy. Mm-hmm. Nanu, Nanu. The genie from Aladdin. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Doubtfire. The titular role of the movie, Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay. I have something to say about Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes. Is it that it hits different as an adult? No. Okay. The social workers are right. A man that would dress up to get closer to his children to trick his ex-wife is not someone who is suited to have unsupervised time with his children. That's what I'm saying. It hits different as an adult. No. I'm on Sally Field's side Liz, now. 
I had always felt this way. Yeah. Because he felt unsafe. That character felt unsafe as a child. That's... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and that character is unsafe. This is what I'm saying. That character... Mrs. Doubtfire has to die. That's... Thank you. I'm glad that you interpreted yeah. it. I'm just saying that maybe my yeah. Kool-Aid Manning has been very deep in my soul since I was a child. Dude, good for fucking you. Because, uh-huh. like, yes, Mrs. Doubtfire is a red fucking flag. And, like, hey... That- I know that is not a safe adult, and you're correct. Like <laughs> as a child, I was like, "Wow, what a fun dad! He loves me so much that he put he created a persona that he wants to be with me." This bitch couldn't be with his family when he was married. Yeah, and then he has to invent a character to, to be able to time connect with them with his children in any way. Maybe you should have spent less time inventing characters and more time at home, buddy. And don't fucking let. A petting zoo animal inside the home. That's not cute. That one That's I not let cute. Go. Not from that guy. No. Not from that guy. No. That's the last fucking straw with that guy. Absolutely not. Also, he tried to murder Pierce Brosnan. I understand he, he has did. a character name, but I um, ignore it. He, he did try to murder. legitimately tried Mrs. to murder Doubtfire is a dark, dark movie. Yeah. Akin, akin to one hour photo. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. <gasps> Oh, I think one hour photo is what Mrs. Doubtfire becomes. Oh no, Liz, you're right. I think he gets custody of the children taken away, visitation from taken away, oh, and, and he's just he like, I'm gonna fuck off, high. and I'm just gonna live mm-hmm. vicariously through other people's families. Other people. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Not a safe adult. Dead. <laughs> Goodbye, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> so now, how are you killing Mrs. Doubtfire though? How? Yeah neglect I'm just gonna leave her in a room i was let her i was gonna let her get run over by a, a trolley because it's san francisco right sure i was gonna do like an evil villain thing. <laughs> tired tired of her mustache tired with a pantyhose you know what i'm gonna make harvey feinstein do it he's complicit <gasps> yes. it's gonna be a saw type uh yeah harvey feinstein is locked in a room with i know he has a name in the movie i don't know what it's harvey feinstein I don't know what his name is either. Yeah, he's going to get locked in a room and he has to kill Mrs. Doubtfire for <laughs> both of their sins. And that's the sequel I want. Do you want to play a game? <laughs> yeah. Oh! <laughs> I'm not saying I didn't watch Mrs. Doubtfire a lot as a kid. I'm just saying I was never on Robin Williams' side. <laughs> so now I'm left with my jigsaw-esque puzzle for Harvey Feinstein and also uh, Mrs. Doubtfire and Mork or the genie. Mm-hmm. There's part of me that fears that the genie's manic energy would be too much to handle in a marriage because Mork has the same energy, but no magical powers to act it out. Mm. But I've also previously stated that I don't fuck with aliens. Now, I think I gotta fuck the genie. Do you fuck with blue things? Apparently. Because <laughs> I'm saying genie. It's gonna be genie to fuck. And I'm gonna marry Mork. I'll just okay. snap those suspenders every day. I think I'm fucking Mork. Hmm. But I'm really afraid that it would just go on for hours and hours and hours because he's on so much cocaine. <laughs> and I would just be like covered 
in like abrasions from Robin Williams body hair. Yeah, and I'm marrying the genie because when he got too annoying, I could banish him to his lamp. Oh, so you're keeping the bindings on him. Absolutely. I feel like you would use up your three wishes so quickly, though. <laughs> There'd just be one day where you're Absolutely. like, you were real horny and Mork wasn't available. <laughs> and you'd just be like, I wish for you to give me cunnilingus. I wish you had five dildo fingers. <laughs> I wouldn't be thinking straight. Yep. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying... This isn't your choice. <laughs> and then when my post not clarity, mm-hmm. I'd be like, what have I done? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're and right. And he'd be like, hey, you remember that last wish? You're going to say you're going to free me. And you're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish what? you were my sex Eventually. <laughs> I, I better never get lots and lots of power and money because... <laughs> You're going to go full no. white male? No, I would not. I would not. No, because... I don't think so, at least. No. I think I'd be pretty altruistic. So here's the problem, is you're hot, so... Thank you. You... Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you are not someone that would find joy in coercion using yeah. your money and power. And also, yeah. he ain't out there banging on the streets, friendo. You can get it. <laughs> Also, I would just want to say, like, the keeping the genie with the powers is basically a self-preservation tactic for both of us. Like, it it, it is a calm down period because I, I couldn't I couldn't fuck that. And I definitely couldn't live with that 24-7. But we've established that Mrs. Doubtfire is still the most dangerous person of them all. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh... Yes. The genie has... Solitary confinement that I can send him to when it's too much. Mrs. Doubtfire will, would go out and make a different mask and, like, find some other way to haunt me. Oh, that character wouldn't make the mask. Harvey Feinstein. Harvey Feinstein. Complicit. I would never be able to trust anyone again. Anyone new that came into my life, I'd, I'd, I'd be like, show me your face up close. Is it a mask? Is it a mask? Real quick, I'm going to pull on your hair. It's not going to be hard. But it's enough that if you have a lace front, I'm going to tear it. So if you have a lace front, tell me now. I would need to, like, either develop a latex allergy or make a friend with a latex allergy to be, like, my drug-sniffing dog. This is Ronald. Ronald is wildly allergic. (laughs) This is my doubtfire canary. (laughs) You don't want to put Ronald into anaphylactic shock, do you? Then you need to tell me the truth. Is there anything you need to tell me? He will die. <laughs> See this EpiPen? Snap. It's not here anymore. He's going to die. Do you have a latex? Ronald has a one? family. Any final words? No? <laughs> you sick son of a bitch. <laughs> you ask me. It's foolproof. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ronald, for what we've done to you, but... <laughs> So Liz, this has been a wild rollercoaster of an episode. I'm gonna end us on something that um, it burns me to my core. Oh no! 
And it's very short, so I found this on our sex questions. Okay, I'm scared. The title is Rube Smells of Cum. No, no! I was hoping it would be this one. You know it was. The post reads, I can't really smell it, but others will pick up on it. Just need someone to tell me how to drown out the smell. Stop. 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 Stop free jizzing. <laughs> For those unfamiliar with the term free bleeding. <laughs> when you don't use any method of collection on your period. <laughs> this person is just multiple mixing all over the room. <laughs> the problem is... It's not the smell, buddy. It's your methodology. <laughs> One's room should never have come as a predominant smell, sir. <clears throat> so you hit the nail on the head as to the only answer. Because <laughs> when I think like, oh, there's a terrible smell here. I need to find the origin. You can't just light a candle and say everything's fine here. Someone pooped on the rug. You clean up the poop on the rug. But you're right. The new vernacular that I have just accepted into my life of free jizzing would insinuate that there is no one source of the smell. Oh, it's infiltrated the room on a molecular level at this point. Your spermatozoa is everywhere. Screaming infidelity. Take it. Your sperm is everywhere. So, okay, okay, I'm recalculating because this entire time I was just like, no, we need to tell him that he needs to find the source and then clean it. That's it. Is it your entire mattress? Throw out the mattress. Is that one pillow that you hump constantly? Real weird smelling. Get rid of the pillow. No, no, it's everywhere. Okay. It's everywhere. You have to burn your house to the ground. <laughs> you have to move. No, you don't. You can't. No, you have to move and you can't burden the next person. There should be no next inhabitant because this place needs to be condemned. And I would say the same thing if the walls were shellacked with pussy juice. It needs to be cleansed with holy fire. <laughs> How many priests and or imams and or rabbis can you get to light a fire for you? J just get the most you can. I don't. Just get the most you can. All the Wiccans you can find. Find a satanic priest. Free jizzing. I... You know when you orgasm that you're going to come. And it's your responsibility to do so in a responsible manner. <laughs> what is wrong with you? And sir, you can't smell it because you've gone nose blind to your cum. <sighs> it's like the person who lives with 20 cats and they can't smell the cat pee. Your body's just like, oh, this is what we breathe. Semen is everything. <laughs> C 
semen is the spice of life. Yes. Oh my god. Fresh cum. Fresh cum is fine. Old cum smells awful. Old cum is awful. There's a bush or a flowering shrub. Oh, the cum trees. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what it is? What is this plant? It's called a cum tree. <laughs> it's called a cum tree? No, I have no idea what it's actually called. <laughs> because the first thing I thought of, if you are going to stay in this home and continue to live there, you got to plant some cum trees or whatever they're called and just be like, oh, no, no, that's... That's not. It's just a tree. My jizz everywhere. Just a tree. It's just a tree. It's just a tree all year long. You trying to find the tree? Yes, of course I'm trying to find it. What did you? What did you Google? Cum tree. What did you Google? (laughs) (laughs) And to be fair, the first result is the trees are stinking up America. Do you think there's a limit of uh, the number of times you can say come on Apple Podcast? Because <laughs> if there is, I think we've hit it. I don't think there is. I don't think there is. I listen to Savage Lovecast and oh, that word gets tossed around quite a bit. Uh, one, don't free jizz. Stop it. Two, cleanse it with fire. Mm-hmm. Three, get a fucking jizz rag, man. Just get a jizz rag. <laughs> Have you heard of the shower? I... Too far. Jizz rag. Because it's one tiny cloth that you just burn rather than an entire <laughs> apartment, building, and or house. <sighs> tissue. Have you heard of tissue? Paper towel. Anything. Mm-hmm. Literally. Not literally anything. But just about anything other than what you're doing. No living creature should be involved. Yes. Inanimate objects. Open. Flower face. Perfect. Shoe box. Perfect. You Perfect. do need to discuss the shoebox. Toss the shoebox immediately after the first time, though. I hate this guy more than milk water. <laughs> but you and I would talk forever, unhappy and dark and funny, and only funny to us things. <laughs> but have you found something on the internet that you want us to weigh in on? Do you have a would you rather or a game for us? Then you should send us an email at withlizpod at gmail.com or reach out to us on Instagram at withlizpod. If you enjoyed listening to this episode of With Liz, or even if you didn't, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. I want to put out a, uh, a personal plea. I want you to treat this podcast as a chain email. Do you like it? you think we're funny send this shit to three other people yeah be like these bitches are crazy you want to hear them talk about margaret wise brown and the cult they're gonna start (laughs) you want to hear about suicide and then also cum trees (laughs) we're truly unhinged maybe you have friends that like that you certainly do you sick fuck (laughs) recommend us but we would go on for days thank you for joining us it's wild out there But remember, it's always better with Liz. We'll be back to chat next week with Liz. Liz.